I watch Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together. I'm like, who the... F- so they're going to go home after this and go see right. other it's, people? It's what like, are they, right. fucking crazy? Right. You're both right there. Hey. Mele Kalikimaka, Pete. Is that Merry Christmas in Hawaii? Yeah. Do you know that song? No. You probably do. Uh, Bing Crosby sings it. Uh, it's on Casey Musgraves' Christmas album, which I got to recommend. Heavy. Must have missed it, man. She is. That album is like, we, we said that we don't need any new Christmas music. I think it was. It was I, I also bef- want to I want to backtrack on that on that statement, because uh, my guy Trent from Barstool wrote yeah. this week that. There's no, there's no real good reason why John Mayer shouldn't have a Christmas album out at this point. Yeah, but like last five years, John Mayer, like John Mayer that decided to be a personality, John Mayer, not like a chill, cool Christmas. What's the, what's his new song called? Love uh, on the weekend. Love on the weekend. I don't want love on the weekend, uh, John Mayer. I, w- I want like filling in for. Was he filling in for Craig Ferguson? Um, he did it for like a week. Remember Seth that? Myers, I think. Uh, who, yeah, who, whoever he filled in yeah. for, I want that John Mayer to make a Christmas <laughs> album because that would be like a fucking well, John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer is a fucking bizarre personality. Did you know that when? He, because I wasn't a big John Mayer fan. I like always enjoyed his work, but I was never like a devotee. And I feel like most people didn't know that he was a space case until like six, seven years ago. Um, maybe like maybe for the most part but he, he was like a musician he, right but he had his moments uh like a long time ago where it was like this guy's fucking weird uh, he had a show on um he had a show on MTV for like a very very short period of time really yeah and it was like he had trick daddy on and it was like he just did the weirdest shit and it was it's still on YouTube but you should look it up there is some funny ass shit in there he went to like one of his concerts in a bear costume okay uh, and like went around the parking lot tailgating and stuff and he had like some <laughs> hilarious one liners he was like hey do you guys like John Myers <laughs> and they were like it Myers he's like yeah it's John Myers he's pretty good right and they're like it's it Mayer like true or false your bo- your body is a wonderland was written for a guy <laughs> he's a he's a some card I like him he uh, did. Um the thing that he did with Ed Sheeran, where they drew each other a tattoo and didn't look, and then had them tattooed on. To I each did other. not know that they did that. Yeah, I forget. That's awesome. I forget what both their tattoos were, but they were like silly things. But the, because they're just tattoo guys and they have right. sleeves, Ed Sheeran has some fucking ugly ass tattoos. Man, he did it wrong. Well, I mean, it fits. It fits the rest of, yeah. yeah. He's like, you know what I should do to distract from my ugly face is make the rest (laughs) of my body ugly. Yeah, Ed Sheeran, and like his body's bad. He's just got like... not much good... uh, It's like, be fat or be skinny, dude. (laughs) That's body shaming against average people. Uh, He's got his voice. He's got his personality, maybe. I don't know. I don't know him too well, but he seems like a pretty endearing Oh, he seems like the coolest. Right. So he's got those two things, and then he's relying heavily on those and just throwing everything else at the window. That's what I kind of like about him. I think that he's intentionally maybe cultivated the weirdest possible look. Well, I, I plays that small ass guitar instead of a real one. <laughs> I also <laughs> like. Adorable. I also like the uh, the idea that he's not fucking hogging all the the redeemable qualities. Yes, like, just take a couple and then give the rest to other people. He says in one of his, it's not like a freestyle, but in one of his rap songs that uh, like someone has to be worse dressed, <laughs> and that's a. I think that's a really good. It's a bar. Um, we got uh, we're sober, which is. A bummer. Not the best. Um, uh, I would love to be as drunk for every episode as we were for the Wine Actually episode, but 
Um, not great for the health. Not great for uh, I was productivity. Fucking, <laughs> I was actually fucking dead the next day. Yeah, I was a waste of a human. We each had probably two bottles of wine apiece, plus... Uh, and we were also kind of mixing and matching. I think that by the end of the night, we were drinking white wine. And it was disgusting. <laughs> and it was bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we probably acknowledged that at some point during oh, the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I, I didn't I didn't actually listen to the entire thing, but I did listen to like an hour and 20 minutes. So I volunteered uh, to edit it after because I was like, I got to go home. Like, you're probably going to pass out right when we're done with this. So I'm going to be up when I get back. So I got back, I put on I put on a cup of coffee on the Keurig and passed out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and then woke up, uh, I had to go to work, and I woke up at like 7 and was just frantically trying. I couldn't listen. I just like, I just went through like points, like every like 5, 10 minutes to be like, all right. Do I remember this part of the conversation? Yeah, we were fine. Do I remember this part of the conversation? Yeah, we were fine. And I didn't... The only thing I really edited out was... Um, it's funny. Gorms uh, tweeted to us, I feel like a discussion about Kendrick's work in 2016 is overdue from you guys. That is the only thing I edited out. We went on a 10-minute tangent about Kendrick Lamar and what he did in 2016. But it was in the middle... It had... I forget what he was even relating to because we really didn't... We didn't veer off too much it had to be uh surrounding the lena waith discussion because we talked about lena waith didn't we We did talk yeah but that's just gonna happen right but but i think that might might have been how we got to it no we were talking about features and then we were talking i don't know how features came up and then i brought up my friend's point about uh how people use features as like a scorecard in rap but they don't do it in pop music oh, right. like uh yeah. the example is nobody said that santana got murdered right, on smooth yeah. and then if memory serves you said well he didn't rob thomas got murdered right. and then we yeah. argued about who murdered whom <laughs> on smooth um we actually got smooth was tied into one of our reviews this week so this is pretty exciting um our biggest we got a lot of feedback on the wine actually episode i think this is the most feedback that we, we got a lot of interaction on it yeah, yeah. um and uh my, my favorite ones and we got a lot of these are the people who listen to the entire thing with either without having seen the movie mm. uh a lot of people did that and still enjoyed the podcast i think we're rubbing is, off on them we're making people feel like they don't need to see movies <laughs> right. to participate in them. Uh, so we, so people did that, and people also went back and watched the movie before listening to the podcast, just so that they could like head into it being like refreshed on Love Actually. So uh, shouts to those people because they put in more effort than uh, than we expect a listener to, or that we usually put into when we do something yeah, right. surrounding a movie. Um, so I'm going through the we yeah, like our our Twitter mentions. Were uh, they're usually a tire fire anyway, but these were uh, these were pretty good. Um, the biggest reaction, it's fun. The everyone's favorite part of the episode was uh, we were talking about Satan Boy's eyes, and uh, oh God. and we said that he only has pupils, and no you cuticles. asked what the other thing is that starts with a C, and I was like, right, cuticles, <laughs> and you agreed. I was like, yeah, that sounds right, and we just kind of moved forward. I. L- love that we're the that we can be the podcast that does that just fucking be wrong about something and push forward and who cares cuticles are 
they're like the finger. They're the part white, of the nail. The whites right? of your of your fingernails. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cornea is the word. And when I was editing, I actually did hear that part, and I I was like pretty hungover at that point, or still drunk. And as soon as I heard, it, I was like. It's fucking cornea, you idiots. But uh, I'm glad that we're the pod- you said that you're glad that we can be the podcast that pushes on. I'm glad that we can be the podcast that doesn't feel like we need to edit that out. No, that's a great write, thing. Write, yeah, exactly. That's fucking hilarious. We also we did the same thing with uh there was like a basic fact about uh one of the like superheroes. It was like some Marvel thing. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Marvel whatever. <laughs> what that's the ice cream cakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't do that shit. Is that is that Car Carvel? Or I don't is think that anyone Mar- knows. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. Um, somebody else. Uh, so that person should get a video game. Someone uh, tweeted uh, that they like that. I don't think anybody knows is becoming a thing, and I've been low key trying to make that a thing, <laughs> and I'm so glad that it is. Um, so anyway, that was uh, like six minutes of borderline inside jokes, but um, we. Uh, the most important thing that we had sent back to us was from, I forget the uh, Twitter follower named Nell, who said we clearly hadn't seen the deleted scene from Love Actually. So we went back and we watched that just now. The deleted scene from Love Actually, one of many deleted scenes. I'm glad that, by the way, I'm glad that we did not see that scene because right. then the podcast would have been like Six two, and a half hours. two hours and 45 minutes as right. opposed to an hour and 45. Exactly. Um, the deleted scene is that Satan boy, they had, when they wrote this gem of a movie, they said Satan boy should be a, in the words of the director, brilliant gymnast. <laughs> and as part of his, and to accentuate his depression, whenever he was doing brilliant gymnastics, he would look bummed out as he was doing it. So apparently they saw like a lot, they envisioned a lot of scenes where he's just kind of like lethargically doing brilliant gymnastics. And uh, so he sets up this deleted scene by saying, this would now like when he goes to see whatever her name is, uh, Joanna, at the airport. The way he was going to get through airport security was going to be by doing brilliant gymnastics. He was gonna like get his groove back and just do a bunch of gymnastics. Watch this fucking scene. It is absolutely don't say the R word. Absurd. Absurd. We, we. I don't know who thought of that. How? I mean, thank God they cut it. But yeah, it actually would have been fitting because it's so ridiculous and bad. Right. But they, it's not like they were like, yeah, that's too ridiculous. We won't do this. They went ahead and fucking filmed that's, the scene. So that's the best part that the director sets it up of like, this is just kind of a rough idea of what it was going to look like. And there's like fucking body doubles. There's right. like crazy flips. There's just cra- – I would have felt better uh, from a security standpoint because we were saying like – Airport security-wise, we did not feel comfortable after watching that because all you need to do is be a six-year-old right. and want to do something, and you get to get through security. Mm-hmm. At least this kid was doing like crazy fucking shit. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was uh, Spider-Manning through some rows of seats in the waiting area, which was totally unnecessary because a he had like a pretty good lead on everybody else, and he could just run in a straight line. But the big grand thing he does is when he's backed into a corner, when he's banging on the glass, kind of doing the uh, Elaine thing from The Graduate, he sees uh, some banners hanging on these poles that were definitely not put there to support human weight. Right. And then he just... He like, tr- swings and goes around them like three or four times, and... 
like lands perfectly. It's, and the best part is when he lands, Joanna and her family, they've just given their boarding passes, so they're walking uh, onto the plane, and he has to yell, Joanna! And she has to turn around and be like, oh, hey, all that fucking shit happened, there's like... You would hear like the, oh yeah the, the, no like, shit you would hear like the sweating the, the six year old child the, jumping off a second right, story swinging right. five feet from you he shouldn't have to call after you and be like hey can you turn around please <laughs> that oh uh, another thing we got multiple responses on this um, the the finger thing we're happy to report that's not what it was right. It, it was uh, he was saying that she was the one. He was signifying that she was the one, which is, which is equally troubling. Right, it's because like, bro, you're five. All she said, uh, literally, all she said was, was his up. name. All she said was his name. No, nah, she gave him a little budget. Oh, that's right. She gave him a nice little kiss on the cheek. You know what a budget is? Uh, kiss on the cheek. That's uh, you're very good at interpreting things in context. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, that's the Armenian word for kiss. Nice. So, but like, yeah, she she said his name, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you knew my name. And then she gave him a kiss on the cheek, and then she got on a plane and went like <laughs> seven thousand miles away. So I, I like to think that uh, that ride back. By the way, we—I can't believe we didn't hit on this. Why did he need to go do an airport scene? She's gonna come back. She's just—isn't she just like flying away for uh, the holidays? I don't know. Probably. I mean, she's like she not was, moving. She went to right? that school, right? Yes, she's a student at that school. She's not moving. I don't think. Yeah, that was a that was a bit unnecessary. But I do like to this think, whole movie was unnecessary. I do like to think that he was kind of cocky on the car ride back. He's like, "Man, first she like she drops my name, <laughs> then you know she gives me a a kiss. So you know we're kissing, saying each other's names, and like he's like exaggerating the story more and more every time. He he's says like, it. "I'm a self taught drummer and a brilliant <laughs> gymnast." Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, why? Why didn't he just wow her with his gym- brilliant gymnast? Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't a brilliant drummer. Nope. Yeah. Um, He's self-taught. You want to just keep talking about Love and yes. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was uh, most of our, uh, most of the feedback, but it was just very complimentary. Like, nobody was mad about it, which is funny, because I would Even think people that... people who, di- who disagreed or who liked the movie said that they enjoyed the podcast. I think they appreciated nice. that we, because we actually put in fucking hours of, of work. Yeah, by watching the movie and taking notes, so it wasn't like painstaking work. Well, I guess because we had to watch that movie, it was painstaking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was very enjoyable. I uh, I think that we knew that it was like kind of a seminal episode while we were recording it. We uh, there's actually a part at the end uh, we have to listen to to make sure uh, it's not bad or anything. But we did. We just like talked for I think five to ten minutes about how it was a seminal episode. Yeah. And I actually need to check. Maybe uh, that actually may have been lost in the editing process, but. We might be able to recover it. But I think that it was honestly 15 minutes of us being like, the good thing about doing seminal episodes is just like, you know when you're doing it. It's a seminal episode. And like, it's just, we know it's going to be big. And we're like, we're acting like we're fucking like releasing to pimp a butterfly or something. And it's just something that some great people are going to listen to. But God. Next year around this time, we're just going to re-release the, the Love Actually episode uh, in its entirety. Yes. What if we just... Uh, we could do kind of a, uh, you know how Friends would do Thanksgiving uh, clips episodes? Yeah. We could do Love Actually clips episodes because we've done two episodes. Two. Now yeah. this is our third that we've done <laughs> about Love Actually. And it would just be clips on clips on clips about it's Love true. Actually. It's true. But one one third of it would stick out like a sore thumb because two of them were just talking normal. The other two were kind of having Fucking meltdown. Fucking angry. Uh, 
did you notice in listening back, if you listen to any of it, I actually don't think, maybe people are going to disagree with this, I didn't think that we sounded that different hammered on wine no. than we normally sound. No, I, don't, I didn't think so either. Yeah. I think we were just like so very zoned in on what we were doing yeah. that like... Towards the beginning, we sounded more drunk than like because into we it. we had that hype thing, right? And I'd like if if anyone gets that, I'd, I'd like us to know that we're not alone in that. Because when we when we mentioned the dormant buzz thing, people were like, "Yeah, that thing fucking exists." Yeah. Um, the whole pre-drunk hype drunk thing that's a thing. Pre-drunk like jitters, kind of like you know you're gonna get drunk, so yeah. you're you're like you're kind already, of antsy about it. Your body is wilding before right. uh, it's supposed to be wilding, right? Uh, we have reviews. Yeah, um, we're going to give away a copy of NHL 17. How about that? Um, to the best review, and uh, I haven't really picked one yet, so we're gonna do it on the fly. Okay, uh, three one star reviews. I love this actually. Uh, this is from uh, who cares who it's from? Um, he says, "Merry Christmas, Pete. Merry Christmas, DJ. I hope your holiday turns into a holidays encompassing wine, heat checks, and many, many gay conversations." Also, thank you for inspiring a group of friends to listen to brunch at work and talk about it on Skype for the rest of the day. Brunch has morphed from a painful meal on Sundays with my wife's friends to a Monday and Friday treat. Here's to hoping we cross paths at CLO. That's to you, Pete. That's your little uh, Mexican place. And I can throw out a nonchalant, hey, I love brunch. Nice. Ever tell you one time I was at a Red Sox game and a guy uh, in front of me, he just like heard me talking to my friend because I just fucking talk all the time. And... He just turned around and was like, hey, man, really like the podcast. And I said to my friend, I was like, you don't get this. Like, whenever people say shit to me, it's like, hey, go bees. And I'm like, I'm actually not rooting for them. but they, <laughs> Or it's like, hey, man, tell Felger he's a dick. And I'm like, no, Felger and I actually get along great. Uh, and this was the first person to be like, hey, podcast, podcast guy. And that's, that's awesome because everything else is kind of associated with I think something I, you have to do. This is like right. something we just fucking made this. Baby. I think I get brunch more than anything at this point. That's um, awesome. Which is the best. Yeah. And everybody's just like, hey, I like brunch. I'm like, me too. <laughs> but it also could just be something if they see either one of us, they know because of our Twitters that we take a shitload of pride in brunch. So right. the best way to compliment us is to say. It's a fair point. Yeah. Um, so brunch, fat guy's favorite meal uh, by Tommy Ray King. Originally subscribed after being a longtime Section 10 fan. Wasn't sure what to expect when I started listening. Now I'm not sure which show I'm more excited to listen to every week. DJ and Pete really compliment each other, and I never listen to an episode I don't love. Each week it gets better. The opinions on the show are some I completely agree with. Bad boys of podcasting kill the game. That is very. That is a very sweet review. Right, and, and that person didn't even leave their Twitter handle, so they're not going for an, an, a copy of NHL 17. And, that was just like a real nice guy review. And he spelt uh, compliment right. Right, that's always nice. Yes. Also, phase, if it's like to phase you, that's F-A-Z-E, everybody. Don't fuck that one up. Um, BFitzP7 says... 17, man. 17. Uh, yeah, sure, it's a good podcast and all, but don't let that distract you from the fact that I'd rather be listening to the Grammy Award-winning 1999 hit Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 off the multi-platinum album Supernatural. Wow, who knew? <laughs> nice, That's man. The best part about that comment, though, is uh, the fact that he left it while at an Apple Store. Because, yeah, look, it the, says Apple Store commenter. <laughs> That's actually, if you guys want to send your uh, send some pictures to the Brunch account, 
of you, like do a selfie of you leaving a review from Apple products at the Apple store. Very tasteful. We right. love it. Uh, or just uh, like hit subscribe on every device at the Apple store. That's not bad. Um, yeah, so what's the best one of these? Uh, uh, it's from the last two episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, last week's counted, too. Yeah. Um uh, there's yeah. fuck Gorms. We should give we should give a copy to fuck Gorms. Gorms because... definitely gets something from right. us. Man. We'll give we'll give fuck Gorms a copy. Uh, we'll give another copy to. Um... Uh, I did like the one who said. Uh, I don't think this guy gets a copy, but the one that's like, yeah, they're trying to tell you that they're not gay. When we were yeah. like, no, we're not trying. <laughs> no, we're not trying to tell you shit, man. Um, let's see this. Uh... Oh, you know what? I liked uh, TBS all day. The one he says, we all need brunch in our lives, whether in the form of food or even better, two handsome gentlemen by the names of Bean and Blackburn. I mean, he had me there. Uh, the jokes inside note are beyond hilarious. If you give uh, any of their episodes a try, you'll be laughing your butt off and probably questioning your sexuality by the end. Keep it up, fellas. That was just a really nice guy. He left his Twitter handle. I, I also like did guy. like the one who is like the, the confusing one. Uh, remember the one, the guy who is like uh, called me uh, basically Jared's sidekick? Oh, I didn't like that one. I thought I thought that that was like he's trying to toss a little shade at you. Right, he was, but then he came around. Oh, and then it was like so it, nice. It, right, and then he yeah. came around, and I was and it was kind of three for a loop. I kind of like that. So here's the thing: you're getting that thing where he negged you, he negged you, and then you're like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is?" And then he pays you a little compliment, and you're like, oh, "No, yeah, right. no, you're just <laughs> saying that." And you're then he gives you another guy. compliment, and you're like. Wait, this guy's guy. into me, and now <laughs> right. you're kind of falling for him. Right. So what should I do? TBS all day, or uh, or this guy, Candy uh, Candy nine five two two. Candy nine five two two is just going to break your heart. He's already he started okay. off playing games. All right. Let's you. let's do uh, let's do TBS all day. Uh, I love I've loved this exercise um, of having a carrot out there. So what should we give to listeners next? I was thinking like thirty bucks. <laughs> Or of like we could finally make some fucking merch. Uh, dare we say, I think that is happening um, soon. We're just we've we've found a fallback. Like if we can't think of a better way to do it, we'll do it this way, and it would be kind of wonky. But I, enough of you guys have like kind of pestered us about it that I think even if it takes you uh, us saying like here's what it looks like, PayPal us this money, we'll get it made for you and send it to you. We'll fucking do that because, right. like, I I think it would be cool to have merch, and the fact that you guys want it is is super rad. So um, we will have merch uh, soon. Maybe like I texted you the other day. I was like, it'd be cool if maybe on Christmas we could say, here the this store is open. But uh, I don't fucking know. We have a history of not making merch. That we're very, very that's, true. We're very comfortable. That's kind of our comfort zone. Not making merch is the thing we're uh, used to. Uh, we had. Our big thing this week was we saw La La Land, um, but and we'll talk about that. We're not going to go too in depth because this is this the is... nicest thing we've ever done. Right. The nicest decision we've made. So, th- so that tells you how much we liked this movie. If we if we saw the movie and uh, we didn't really care for it, or we were like, yeah, whatever. We basically did that with with uh, War Dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, we but we did like that movie. I love but War we Dogs. didn't spoil yeah. anything. Um, so we're going to let you see. La La Land, because you should fucking see it. It's a really, really great movie. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything, which is a All something that is... we never do. Yes. Uh, so we're just going to kind of talk about the film as uh, as a whole. Yeah. Um, and 
the reason we're doing this is because we literally would not be giving you guys a chance because the movie comes out on Today. Friday, yeah, and this episode comes out Friday morning. So if you listen to it first thing in the morning, <laughs> there's nothing you did wrong, and we'll just be fucking it up for you. Um, I, we both loved it. Um, it is, I thought it was going to be up my alley. It's just, it's fucking extremely up my alley. There were so many factors working against me uh, enjoying this movie <laughs> when when we actually saw it. Like, you had texted me that day, that afternoon, saying, oh, yeah, by the way, the movie's at 7. And I had no idea that we were going. I did not know that we were going that really? night. Really? Yeah. That's why I was... It was another night? No, I just... I, I didn't know that we had secured tickets. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was on me. I, th- I think I, I thought I had. So you had just said, like, movies at 7, and I was, like, so tired. I was miserable. I was looking forward to just kind of, like, vegging out on the couch all night. And I have to fucking go to the Boston Common movie theater <laughs> with fucking you and take public transit. I was like, fuck this. I do not I was go. thinking that when we were on the red line. I was like, Pete's kind of out of his... Like, you, you were selling it well. You were, like, standing there. You were being... You were giving rude eyes to the right people. <laughs> but I was like... This Pete's Pete's kind of fish out of water right now. <laughs> uh, and then when we got to the when we got to the theater, we were in the fucking f- second row. We were in second row. Second row on this gigantic ass screen. So our heads were craned at like a ninety degree angle. Not where you want to be. Uh, and so I was tired. I was miserable. I was hungry. I hadn't eaten yet. <laughs> uh, we were in the fucking second row, and this is a movie that I didn't really. I didn't really want to see it. Like oh, I, had, crazy for that, I had then. no idea of really what it was. I knew that it was a fucking musical, and I was like, "This is." I do not care. The Two only words, reason, brah, Gosling. The, the only Stone. that's the only reason I was there is because it was Gosling and Emma Stone. Uh, so I decided to give it a chance. Boy, am I glad that I did. I'm super glad that it. So I didn't know that. Uh, I knew that you were like not trying to go, and uh, I knew that our seats were shitty. I didn't know that you weren't excited about the movie. I'm glad then that you saw it because to for you to have been won over by it says a lot because I think that a lot of people are going to be like, musicals aren't for me, right. whatever. Well, dude, it started off, the, the movie started off Huge like cold, cold open yeah. of like a five-minute musical uh, sing and dance number. And, awesome. And I was like, really? This is what this is going to fucking be? Uh, but then it got right into what a, this what a lot of this movie is, which is um, Ryan Gosling facial reaction porn. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they were they use that a lot. The smartest thing that this movie does is uh, there is like one and a half other characters. Yeah. It. Like it's, it's literally it's those Gosling two and John Legend, and Gosling and Emma Stone, basically. There's no scene in the entire movie without one of them in it. Yeah. Um, John Legend's like the other guy in it. And J.K. Simmons, unfortunately, this might be a spoiler, he's really not in it much. He's in it for right. literally two scenes. He's brilliant in it because he's fucking J.K. Simmons. But uh, both of them fucking kill it so much. It is basically a charm contest right. between the two. Emma Stone might be the most charming person in the fucking world. She might be, and them two together, I wish they were a fucking real couple, because they're such a good fake couple. That's such, like, a, that's such a fucking basic bitch thing to think, like, you know, when you watch The Office, you're I, like, you're I like, just oh, wish the Jim and Pam, right? yeah, I wish they were married in real life, <laughs> like, Emily Blunt, you don't deserve him, like, I watch 
Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together. I'm like, who the... F- so they're going to go home after this and go see right. other it's, people? It's what, like, are they fucking right. crazy? Right. You're both right there. Right. It's like, how can you make something this fucking good twice? Yes. They did it twice. Yeah. And then like not realize, be like, hmm, maybe we should try this like for real. One of my friends texted me uh, last night. It was like, hey, uh, Crazy Stupid Love's on TV. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to go home right now and watch Crazy Stupid Love because all I want to do now for the rest of my life is just watch Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone interact with each other. Um, I think if I could have a, like a superpower, I think I might be able to choose uh, or choose being able to know which movie stars fuck each other on set while they make movies. I don't that's think that's a, I don't know if that's a superpower, but I would want to know that information more than I want to know if like aliens exist or anything like that. I want to know what actors and actresses are banging each other on set. Here's the thing you got to factor in though. There's so many people there. So sure, they're there and they're getting it on with people, but like they might be getting it on with like, like the, the key grip. Guy. Yeah, exactly. And so right, but like, I still want to know. We got a juicy La La Land I'm, story for you. Sh- but I'm fucking sure that that like 40% of them are, are like known names. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and forgive me not. No, Ryan Gosling is married to uh, Eva Mendes, Eva right? Mendes, yeah. So I was gonna say they owe it to the world to have sex with each other. Ryan Gosling doesn't doesn't need to have sex with anybody else. <laughs> uh, Eva Mendes or Emma Stone? I would. I might go Emma Stone. No, God. Well, cause that's because you like weird girls. You like nerdy. Like she's not nerdy. She's pretty nerdy. She's nerdier than Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes is just like a straight sex dump. Right. She's just I like mean, dumping sex I mean, appeal on you. Emma, Emma Stone would be the good choice for you because there's no fucking chance you'd be able to handle Eva Mendes. Uh, I'd, I'd pass away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but man, how does anyone even handle Ryan Gosling? That's true. That's a good uh, point. Doesn't he, he refers to himself as a tomcat? <laughs> um, they, but I don't want to say it because he's married to somebody, but... They do they owe it to, sex, yeah, yeah. They should just like they should have, they should have a, a, a baby or something. Just, See, just, that, that's all. Just right. like yeah. stay in your marriage. Just they should just raise a child together. She on the should side. just like they don't have to. They don't even have to have sex. Have Ryan Gosling come in a cup and insert it inside of Emma Stone and let us have that baby. No, I. Uh, it would be great to have a like a little Gosling Stone baby, right? Yeah, but I just yeah, I don't know. I I kind of need those two to be in love with each other though. That might that's not enough. <laughs> I need them to I need them to go the distance. Uh, who do you give the uh, the advantage to in this movie? I've thought about it, and I just don't have an answer. I have an answer, and it's Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah that would be. I think that she. I don't. I haven't seen a, enough movies to you say think this. Best actress. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think so um, none of the good movies have come out yet. So I think that she has to be the leader in the clubhouse. Everyone's uh, all up in arms about uh, Casey Affleck for uh, Manchester uh, by the Sea. For Manchester by the Sea. So. Maybe I could. I mean, I don't. I I can't imagine Ryan Gosling getting Best Actor for this movie. I would really, really love for either one of them to. Right. Get, like, I want. I want this to win Best Picture. I want it to. I want them Ryan to Gosling win major this, awards. But Ryan Gosling in this is no better or worse than him in like five other movies. I know. He's so. I mean, this is Emma Stone's best performance. I think. Yes, and I was really outspoken against her in Birdman because she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and she didn't do dick in that movie. Yeah, she movie. didn't really do anything. That was just like a down year for supporting actresses, so they were like, oh, Emma Stone, she's a person. <laughs> um, but this was a fucking great performance. Uh, her singing is also very charming because there's a lot of vulnerability in her voice. Um, there's a big scene towards the end. She has like her kind of big scene that he's not in 
and that's I think that's what sets her apart in this movie from from him, right? The the audition scene. Uh, so I I I didn't like the 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 audition scene, um, just in the sense like. I didn't need a musical number there, but I know why they did it. Like yeah. it's a fucking musical. That's like the, an integral scene. When, so, so it's a, so it's, this isn't a big spoiler. So she's auditioning for a role and she starts to sing during the audition. And the way she starts to sing is kind of mid sentence. And it's kind of awkward the way it's introduced. But what I liked about the movie is most of the musical number. It was a very self-aware musical. Like it would, Everyone would break into song, and then it would immediately cut back to kind of the real world where everyone's like, the fuck, the are those fuck are you singing doing? and dancing? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that joke you would think would get old the first time, but just I enjoyed it every time. Yeah, it was uh, – and this is, this is going to get classified as a comedy by like a lot of like the award shows and stuff. And it's it's not a comedy. It has funny parts. Yeah. But you could stick Ryan Gosling in like any movie and it would have a bunch of funny parts just because exactly. of Ryan Gosling's That's, body language. Right. That's what we said right after the movie ended. He if you say something to Ryan Gosling and he responds to you, at least one person's going to laugh at that. Right. Or if you say something to Ryan Gosling and he has to think about it for a second, you're gonna laugh at that. Right. His just his It's basically the same way with Emma Stone. Like they both have enough charm and enough wit that like their one-liners are going to be fucking hilarious in yeah. like most situations. Yeah. There's a song in the movie where um they're basically singing about what a lovely night it is uh and what a shame it is that they're spending they're, with each other. Right, they're spending with each other and that like this night deserves two better people than them. And I'm like fuck what better people to sing this song, which is just about like taking subtle jabs at each other and about like, oh, I you, I don't right. care about you. I'm better than you. Right, than <laughs> those two. Because I don't, they can both tell each other they're better than each other and I can't and make I would agree mind. with both of them. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, no one's better than you, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Emma Stone, you're fucking perfect. Uh, it's, it's really, really, really good. And it's, um, it's also like, we were talking on the train after, like they get in an argument and... They're like, it's it's just about a relationship. The movie is about two people who meet each other and they have a relationship, and that's really it's like it's kind of Five Hundred Days of Summer esque, except way less depressing. But it was a lot of kind of similar to Five Hundred Days of Summer, just like a lot of shots of their faces and being like, look how fucking pretty these people are. But we were after the movie, we were like, man, could you believe that Sebastian said that to her? Like, of all the things he could have said in that moment, you know? Like, you get fucking caught up right. in it. Yeah, I was very caught up. And, like, once it ended, I was like, shit, I need more of this. I know. Uh, and the story the story itself uh, was is very... It's, like, a very emotional story. Yeah. And, it, it like, it kind of stuck with me. They have an intense love. Right, yeah. And uh, when I left the theater, I was like, fuck, I... That kind of shook me a little bit, the, yeah. the, the way this, the story uh, panned out. Yeah. So um, definitely go see this movie, for the sure. The music's great. Uh, Don't be turned off by the fact that it's a musical, because I was. Yeah, and fuck I yourself if you're going to think that way, man. did uh, no regrets there. I'm also, by the way, I, I'm not as big of a musical guy as I should be. So like, I don't want this to come off as, like, I'm the musical guy, so right. I'm recommending the musical. Right. Like, I didn't like Moulin Rouge. I... Don't uh, like. I have friends who are super into musicals, and when they talk about them, I just 
kind of don't know anything about that shit. Um, also, uh, I didn't I didn't even say anything to you uh, after the movie ended, but like it took me like uh, maybe ten to fifteen minutes into this movie to figure out when the fuck it was taking place. Yeah, because Ryan Gosling pay, plays a poor guy and a jazz musician. So a jazz musician who's like obsessed with like the, the history of jazz. Yes. Yeah. So he wears old clothes, he drives an old car. Yeah. But like even in that opening scene, there's a lot of old ass cars. I know. There's a lot of old like old dress. And so it was very strange. It was very jarring because a lot of the cars were were old, and and a lot of the people were dressed in, in an old fashioned sense. Right. And then there was like, then you'd see like a two thousand six Honda Civic there, <laughs> right. and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely set in present day. I think. Um, yeah. And it, uh, yeah, fuck. I actually had a point about that. Oh, there's a scene where. Uh, Ryan Gosling is playing in an '80s. That is band. that's like my favorite scene in the movie. I think that is uh, Ryan Gosling facial expression. Oh my porn god! Galore. Yes, yeah. Uh, he um, so he plays a lot of piano in the movie because he's a jazz pianist. Fun little jazz fact. penis. Yeah, well, jazz. It's a little jazz penis. Jazz wanger. Um, he did not use a body double at all. For the piano scenes, every time they showed his hands, he was actually playing. Wow, that's so! Like th- there were parts where like there's so, crazy like, music going on, they're showing his face, but like every time they showed his hands, and I was like, I was actually watching for that. Like, yeah, when me he too, would do, because like, was, they runs. did continuous shots. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you know how we talked about Ed Sheeran? Yeah, fucking not hogging it. Look at Ryan Gosling, fucking hogging it. Yeah, John Legend. You're charming as fuck. You're you're handsome as hell. You don't need to be good at music. And apparently, they just had him because they would they sent. Uh, both Gosling and Stone to like dancing boot camps or whatever, and they had to do them separately because they wanted each of them. Like they were like, we don't want if one of you is a shitty dancer, we don't want both of you to be shitty together. Right. You, you don't want uh, one of them to rely on the other one. Exactly. Right. So, uh, and then part of that was apparently Gosling would just practice practice those piano parts for four hours a day for like months. Did and he John do it with Legend, John Legend? What's that? Did he do it with? Not John with Legend? John Legend, but John Legend was like. What the fuck, man? Like, this guy took piano lessons for two months, and now he's, like, playing... Almost as good as me. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, John Legend's pretty cool in the movie. You're not supposed to really love his character, but uh, I thought that John Legend did a nice little job. Um, Didn't ask too much of him, but he was good. Oh, yeah. This this was about fucking two people, Mm -hmm. man, and that is... They they killed it. Um, so yeah, go see that movie. I can't believe that we actually made good on our word and we didn't spoil I know. anything. Um, we got some interesting emails. Uh, I think one of them was one of them from. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't from Gorms. It was from our other uh, our other guy, uh, Matthew Nolan. Says Merry Christmas, Pete and Deej. One of the most common Christmas traditions is building a gingerbread house. While I'm aware the house is edible and made of gingerbread, I never eat it, preferring to have it as a decoration. My girlfriend, hey now, told me uh, that this is a quote-unquote psycho move. Is it weird to not want to eat a gingerbread house? Am I in the wrong here? Sincerely, Matt Nolan. I have a strong reaction to this one. And, uh, no... It's your girlfriend who is a psycho for calling you a psycho for not wanting to eat the gingerbread house. I think I think I'm agreeing with you. 
it's totally normal to not eat a gingerbread house. Why would you eat a gingerbread house? You could just go if you want to eat some gingerbread. You build a gingerbread house, then go to fucking uh, market basket and spend ninety nine cents on a bag of ginger snaps. You could fucking <laughs> right. crush those things, and then you have this awesome art that you made. Right. And uh, why would you want to spend a good chunk of time building something just so that you can fucking eat it minutes later? Totally impractical. That would be like if we recorded these fucking. Drops of heaven, just, and we were like, and okay, we all done, delete it. in the trash. Right, all right, all done with the computer. <laughs> Why the fuck would you? Yeah, I'm with them with this guy. Plus, doesn't, don't you need, like, glue and stuff or something? You're using, to... uh, like, a very adhesive icing, if memory serves. Right, but like, it doesn't, like, icing, taste good. But it's, like, eh. it's basically, like, glue. Yeah. Um, and I, I always remember, I think I've eaten a gingerbread house, like, once in my life, and I was like, this is gross. Do you like uh, gingerbread stuff, though? I do. Like ginger snaps? Uh, I like gingerbread men. Yeah, those things are dope. Yeah. Uh, Gingerbread men, ginger snaps, ginger ale. So, yeah, I think it's a weird move for Matthew Nolan's girlfriend to really be up in arms about him not wanting to eat his his decoration. Yeah, I would say, and we're very. Here's where I appreciate your girlfriend. I like that she is calling you a psycho because. We're big fans of calling people psychos and serial killers. Overreactions and meltdowns. Yes. That's what brunch does. Exactly. So uh, I think I hope she listens to the podcast. She seems like our kind of person. So right. we she's just wrong don't, in this case. We just case. don't stand with her she's on this She's wrong case. in this case. But when you do feel that strongly, even if you're wrong, you've got to tell the person that they've they're mentally disabled. So uh, I like the move we, on We fuck part. with your girlfriend, Matthew. Yes. We, uh, we fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> so uh, you guys are our favorite uh, couple. He also asks, I know this is an off-brand question, uh, but I'm thinking of asking for a Bruins jersey uh, this Christmas. If I were to get one, who should I get and why? Let's spend very, very few seconds on this. Uh, just go with a classic. I would say, uh, I would say Marchand, Bergeron, Chara. If you get Chara, then once he's gone, that's like a classic jersey. Um, right. You, you don't have much. You don't have much uh, like active life with a Chara jersey. I think. Right, but no. But I'm saying once right, he but, leaves, but that, that's like but a, yeah. You're not going to regret getting it because they're going to retire his number right, yeah. and everything. Um, or you could go with a classic and get like a Ray Bork. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I was. I actually looked this up the other day out of curiosity. Um, I want to see how much Bruins Milan Lucic jerseys go for because that's another one where like if you have a Milan Lucic jersey right now then totally acceptable he is a great Bruin all that shit nobody's gonna be like ugh why the fuck is that idiot wearing Lucic jersey and guess what they sell for very cheap they sell for like a hundred bucks which I think is I'm like that's how much that should sell for it it shouldn't sell for the I I got my Yager jersey for like 30 bucks yeah 20 to 30 bucks on eBay crazy unbelievable because who the fuck wouldn't want a Yager jersey no matter We've discussed it, no matter this. what team he's on. Yeah, the resale prices uh, or like the the prices of former Yager teams, there are there are caps from our twist off <laughs> bottles of wine just littered around here. Um yeah, those jerseys should still sell for a lot. So, I say go with one of those. Um if you're someone with my personality, I, I personally I would get a Tuka Rask jersey yep. and I would have instead of Rask, I would have on the nameplate fight me. And <laughs> I, Pretty good one. That would. I actually kind of want to make that jersey, or just like fucking number forty, really good, right? On like the nameplate, number forty, no trade clause. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I would do number forty, and then uh, 
the nameplate would be approximately 200 NHL players have no trade rights. (laughs) (laughs) What a jersey that would be. That drives me... I'm sure we've discussed this on, on something we've done. That drives me the most crazy about Boston hockey fans. That they're like, ah, oh, you gave the guy a no trade clause. Why, why are you giving the guy a no trade clause? Because if you're over 27 and you've done anything in the NHL before, you get some sort of no trade rights. And also, those people who complain about all that shit now are going to be like, oh, thank God the Bruins gave that person a no movement clause because now they don't have to fucking protect them in the expansion draft. Exactly. Dummies. I don't fucking like some of you. You. <laughs> Lots of you are great. Um, you know what's funny? We're uh, we're kind of playing it fast and loose here because we're overcompensating for being sober. We're like, well, we're sober, so we're not gonna. It won't be a train wreck like last, like the last episode. And when we were drunk, it was probably the tightest and most. Well, we talked driven. about one topic the entire time, and we had <laughs> that helps. We had pages and pages of notes in front of us. We were jumping over each other to right. get our thoughts in. Um, oh, this guy says Christmas crisis. Hey, DJ Pete, I have a friend who loves '80s music, and I mean loves '80s music to the point where you sometimes wish he'd mix it up once in a while and play something from I don't know, say the last decade. Ease up. Um, well, the other day we were riding in the car when Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas, came on. Obviously the good version from 1984, he says. Like, I don't know. And I was fully expecting him to break into song, except he didn't. He changed the station. Then he said he, quote, never really liked that song. I was in shock because even I was ready to break into song for once. Am I wrong to think he might be a future serial killer? Love it. Based on his awful opinion. Side note, he's got terrible taste in music otherwise. Anyway, it's 3 a.m. I'm going to bed. Uh, thank you. Nice. Um, as I read this one, I was thinking there's a good chance that you have zero thoughts on this. Do you, do you have thoughts? Not a lot. I kind of do. Um, I think that Do They Know It's Christmas is great. What blows my mind is I'm a huge, huge We Are the World guy. Like, I have the fucking, I have it on vinyl. I've watched every fucking behind the scenes making of We Are the World thing. And there's a thousand of those things. There's one following pretty much every person who is there. I did not know until a couple years ago that, uh, that do they, that band aid, do they know it's Christmas came before we are the world. I thought that we are the world was like the first time all the celebrities and all the musicians got together and raised money for something. And then Europe was like, ah, fuck, we have to do something too. And they did this kind of <laughs> shitty thing with Phil Collins. It was still really charming. Um, overall, I really, really like, do they know it's Christmas? And if you're an eighties guy and you don't like that, then you're weird as fuck. So, uh, you are right. That guy is officially a serial killer. Uh, I think we should probably save it for another episode, but I get really irked when people have takes about Christmas songs one way or the other. Like, if somebody's like, I don't like Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time, or I do like Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time, like, it's... We don't talk that way about other fucking music, you know? Like, you don't fucking throw up a... Unless it's, like, fight song or something that, that that's that polarizing, you just let the fucking song exist and you move on with your life. So... As someone who does like uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas song, that's a time. That's a fucking great song, no, and you're not. a tool if you're picking it apart. <laughs> I think it's such a. It's not a good song. I think it's such a fucking hardo move, though, to just like find Christmas songs and be like, I don't like this one. Yeah, it's like cool. 
I mean, everybody has opinions on whether they like something in a certain category. Or I just realized it, as I was saying this, I was like, that's what this podcast is. Right. <laughs> right. You're basically saying, like, you're not allowed an opinion on anything. Here's the thing. I think that uh, I think there's takes and there's opinions. I don't think that's a take. Uh, what's it's not just a take? that uh, that not liking simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's just a song that. It, the I thing, actually think that the, the thing about the thing about Christmas songs is is that they play them so goddamn much, like throughout the entire season. You hear the same fucking twenty songs over and over again, maybe even less than that. That when you don't like one and you continuously hear it over and over again, that's where like the hatred comes from. Yeah, that's true. But there are also a lot of pop songs like I didn't like "Shake It Off" right away, and then they played it so much that I was like, you know what? I could be getting down to this sick beat, and it's like. <laughs> It's maybe my favorite song ever. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but when they play it a bunch of times, you still get like fucking like thirty songs in between, fifteen to thirty songs in between. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. But just look again, Jackson Five Christmas, uh, the new Casey Musgraves Christmas album, this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Just basically, there's actually on Apple Music, if you have Apple Music, just type in, uh, like, Soul Christmas, and there's a fucking super long playlist that has every Stevie Wonder thing you need to hear, every Donny Hathaway thing, every Jackson 5 thing, and you're just fucking set. So, just do that. Shut the fuck up about... I, I think it's specifically about simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I think that if you say that you like it, which I do... I think that does come off as a take, and that really bugs me, because we're talking about the greatest pop song writer of all time doing something that was kind of out there. He was getting a little wacky with the synthesizer, and everyone's just so quick to pan it. So all these years later, I'm still upset that it gets a bad rap. I think it's a really good song. So uh, everybody, go fuck yourself. All right. Um, Hey, everybody, be safe out there this uh, holiday weekend.